Good afternoon, everyone, uh, or uh, good evening to some people, including my next guest, a uh, longtime boxing man in the United Kingdom, a guy who's, he's he, when you, you say you've done it all, he's done it all, fighter, manager, promoter, commentator, did I leave anything out, Spencer Fearon? Trainer. Trainer. <laughs> See, he, he, he's literally done it all. Uh, now, uh, one of the great commentators now for the MTK Global shows that can be seen live on ESPN Plus in the United States. Spencer, how you doing tonight? Man, I'm all the better for, for, for speaking to you. You know, I haven't seen your face. Your face, what's that? Uh, was it April 2008? Joe Kawasaki That's versus... That's where we met, yeah. Yeah, that That's was true. the time when... So, yeah, it's been a hot minute, bro. So... It, it, it's, it's good bit, to see you. It's good uh, to see you too. Well, and that you're still fighting a good fight for the game, you know. Exactly. You, you, you too. In fact, what I remember it was the Hopkins Calzaghi fighting some of my people. They say, "Oh, yeah, we know him. He, he, he's the well-dressed British guy who, who knows everything that's going on." And, and, and by, by the way, with that bow tie though, there you, you haven't lost anything in your uh, your dress game. So, so, so you're doing well with that. It's still there. It's still alive, bro. <laughs> So uh, let's get into it. I wanted to have you on, obviously, the big fight here in the, in the United States this weekend, and we're going to get into all, a few other topics, is Terrence Crawford and Cal Brook, and who better, who has got their hand on the pulse and what's going on in the British boxing scene than you. Uh, a lot of people think that this is just a formality for um, Terrence Crawford. Does Cal Brook, uh, from what you know, you know what's going on with him in England and everything like this, does he have a shot to either A, win the fight, or at least make this a competitive fight Saturday night? He is going to make it competitive. If you looked at Terence uh, Crawford's last fight, yeah, against... Kavalaskis. Kavalaskis. I wasn't good on the pronunciation. Was it the war machine, the meat machine, whatever his Me name machine, is? Meat machine, yeah. Kavalaskis. Kavalaskis had Terence Crawford over. Let's not forget that, right? It wasn't counted as a knockdown. He had Terence Crawford over in that fight, right? Also, Terrence Crawford is a guy that that relies on um, agility, right? But he's 32 years old now, 34, 33, 33 years old now. So he's not he's not a spring chicken himself. Uh, I don't think um, Terrence Crawford. I don't think Terrence Crawford is dealing with a fighter that is just turned up for a payday in Kelbrook. I really do believe that Kelbrook is going to come and give the best Kelbrook on the best account of Kelbrook. And, like, you know, I do my podcast with Baba Tundi Ajay, the trainer of Anthony Yard, and we were speaking about, um, we had Dominic Ingwan, the former trainer of Kel, and Dominic says, Kel doesn't go into fights thinking that I'm just here for a payday. Every fight that he goes into, he goes in there with a winner mentality, right? And go look on record. On record, um, Errol Spencer said that Kel Brook's the strongest person that he's ever been in the ring with, right? Mm -hmm. Go and go and ask, go and ask uh, Sean Porter, who's the strongest guy that he's been in. Even and I'm gonna be real, I thought actually that Sean Porter won that fight when they fought, right? But go and ask him who's the strongest guy that he's been in with. He'll tell you again, it's it's Kel Brook. Kel Brook is a ridiculously strong human being and a very determined human being, and people seem to forget that he a welterweight, a guy who's a one four seven fighter. Actually, her a solidified, bonafide killer inside of Golovkin. He hurt Golovkin in that fight. No one can't tell me he didn't hurt Golovkin Absolutely. because he did. I was there ringside. He did hurt him. So we can't look at this as being a formality of a fight because 
Kilbrook knows that everyone thinks he's going to lose. But Kilbrook has that um, pig-headedness that in his mindset he thinks he's actually going to win. Well, the question I have, obviously, you just mentioned the age of uh, Crawford being, I believe, 32 or 30. I think it's 32. Brooke is 34, and I, in my opinion, and you, you can expound more on that, it, it's a hard 34 in the sense that he was in those brutal fights with Golovkin where he got banged around. The Earl Spence fight, he got banged around, in, especially late in that fight. Uh, it, what, what do, you, it, do you think that's a factor? 100% it's a factor. It's a factor because – those were hard fights. Those were zapping fights. And I think the biggest thing with Kell Brook, Kell Brook has been struggling to make uh, 147 for about over 10 years. So when we're hearing that, oh, well, Kell Brook's down at the weight because he's got this new nutritionist in uh, who's working with him. So he's cut the weight pretty cool. But it's whether, and there's no rehydration clause in this fight. So Kell Brook's going to come into this fight pretty big. Kell Brook's going to come into this fight like, one six eight, maybe he's gonna come in big, right? <laughs> um, so that to me is a, it's a, it's a, it's a factor, but we can't turn a blind eye to the su 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 supreme skill that is possessed by Terence Crawford because Terence Crawford is actually excellent. It's like Dave Caldwell, um, the trainer, um, used to train used to train Kel back in the day, uh, early on. So I think he had about eight fights with Kel. And he was saying the best fighter that he's ever seen live is Terence Crawford. And this is a man that was in the corner for Ryan Rose, and Ryan Rose challenged Canelo for a world title. He said, Spence, I'm telling you, the best person that I have seen live fight is Terence Crawford. That's some high praise. And he also worked in uh, Ricky Burns' corner uh, when Ricky Burns lost his world title. To Terence Crawford, so mm -hmm. you got you got weight up like that, and know like what kind of uh, skill level is possessed by Terence Crawford. It's a very very high school level, but we're thinking uh, that fight, you know, the Indongo fight three years ago. Let's be real, three years. So when we go through the list. We say, okay, then on the guys that you're fighting, <clears throat> Ricky Burns six years ago. Right, yeah. and and also I think the thing that's going to make the the major is like when he fights in his hometown, he's got all these people from Nebraska going crazy for him and stuff like that. Now you're going to be fighting with no crowd. That's going to suit Kell Brook more. It's going to suit the supposed pound for pound number one fighter in the world. Very, uh, um, very good points there. Uh, an article came out this morning here in the United States on the Athletic. Mike Coppinger. I don't know if you had a chance to use it about about Crawford not being uh, not being too happy with the top rank these days because they have not been able to get him that significant fight. The fight against Spencer, Pacquiao, or you know Thurman, uh, Sean Porter, some of the bigger names in the welterweight division. This story came out today, the eve of the fight. Um, I don't know if it plays anything into the fight tomorrow night, but. Terence Crawford's mindset, you know, uh, as a as a fighter now, do you feel that maybe he's overlooking Calbrook a little bit because he he's you know basically angling and you know really desiring these big fights uh, with some of the bigger names in the welterweight division? Uh, I hope he isn't. I can tell you that for free. I just hope they. I doubt because 
let's be real. He has been a consummate professional right throughout his career. Uh, but he's a he's a man that has got dog in him. Uh, a few a few months ago, I was speaking to Shakur Stevenson, and Shakur was saying people don't realize that Terence can really crack, right? Terence can really crack, and his special file. Listen to the high praise that Timothy Bradley uh, when he speaks about um, yes. Terence Crawford. He's saying like, no, nah, the kid's re- he's a real deal, but you know what? He relies on reflexes. Right? Not mm-hmm. saying that young he can't get down and dirty because he proved that in the, the Lorme fight he showed that he can get down and dirty. But what I am saying, and in the Benavides fight as well, he showed us that he can get down and dirty. But what I am saying is you are still getting a bit long in the tooth. And if anyone's gonna have a last last hurrah, or like when Custom Art used to say, like every great fighter has one great fight left in him, then I hope that this is Kell Brook's last great fight. And we're gonna see something. Because if you think about Kell Brook's um, um, record and his resume, after beating Sean Porter, he was the numero uno welterweight in the world. He didn't capitalize on it because then he had fights against also ran opponents. And this is no disrespect to Frankie Gavin and those guys, but they were also ran fights. They weren't like, oh my God, yeah, he didn't get the big fight. He had to move up two weights to get a big fight. That's what he had to do. And that was only because of Chris Eubank um, Jr. Yeah. not taking a fight with Golovkin because yep. they were holding out for more money, thinking they were going to get more money. Right? And I remember that day, I get a phone call from A.D. Hearn. And he said, now, nah, Spence, we've gone with Kell Brook. And I said, for real? <laughs> yeah, well, I remember reading that press release the morning it came out. I like, this has to be, I'm like, this has to be a, a, a mistake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, okay, but. No, I'm just saying. So, so when when we look at things like that, it's like Cobra owes us a big fight performance, <laughs> right? He owes us. He owes the fans. Period. He owes us that. You know what I mean? He owes Dominic Ingle, who's not working with him, a big fight performance. He owes Eddie Hearn and Sky TV, who didn't buy the fight, by the way, but he owes them a big fight performance for the mere fact that it's not being shown over that on UK TV. It's being shown on Premier Sports. You know, I mean, I have a very good link with Premier Sports because they were the first ones to televise me when we were promoting Hard Knocks, myself and Kieran. Mm-hmm. So I've got, a lot, I've got a lot of love for them because they, they really did give me a good platform, right? So, but he owes, he owes everybody who doubts him a big performance. But more than anything, he owes himself because we know that Kelbrook has not been the most disciplined of human beings outside of the ring. But for this, the way that he's cut the weight, the way that he's looked... He looks in peak, tip-top condition. And I just pray that he comes out and gives us a, a, a really good performance, irrespective of the outcome, but goes out there and gives us a really good performance. It, it sounds like just reading between what you're saying, you think uh, you know it's going to be a good fight. You see Crawford winning in, in a good fight. Is that fair to say, Spencer? Uh, I do, but I was speaking to some of the guys from, what's his black fight fan from, from what's that, the Lions Den boxing community, and like he's big on Kelbrook. I got my interview with Kelbrook, and he's big on Kelbrook causing the upset. And he was telling me all of the intangibles, and then like, like he said, something's going on, Spence. I said, What are you talking about? He goes, You know what? We've heard that you know, Terrence Crawford's look not happy. It was it was Coppinger, Mike Coppinger, that came out with a story, it came out today, yeah, that he's not happy that you know. So all of these kind of things, I'm saying, like, you know what? Something could be going on here. Because, like, 
Kell Brook is like, what is he? Um, what's he uh, as a? Was it ten to one for for? It's it's in, it's it's in that range, yeah. Right. That's kind of crazy. So when I'm looking at that, now I'm saying, boy, maybe someone knows something that we don't know. Maybe I don't know. So so uh, so. Uh, Corin to Spencer Fearon expect at least a good, very good performance from Kelbrook tomorrow. He may not win, but you expect him to put on a, a championship-like performance then. Right. Yeah, I do. And the thing about it is this. Even though I don't think I don't think that Kelbrook's gonna win, right? I want him to win. But I want to put in that kind of performance. But you know what? This is boxing. Anything can happen, right? Anything can happen. But, you know, the last time a welterweight, a brick welterweight had a massive shock against the current welterweight and a powerful pound king at the time was when Lloyd Hannigan came over in, in September 86 and destroyed Donald Curry, right? Mm-hmm. So let's see if Terrence Crawford's made the weight properly. Let's see how Terrence Crawford is in this fight. But one thing I do know is that Kelbrook will be coming with those chocolate brownies. <laughs> this is why this is why we have on. You got all the inside knowledge of what's going on. You got the history and everything. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about obviously the British boxing scene. I think it's uh, especially now in America with the Zone and ESPN Plus uh, uh, broadcasting not only your fights with MTK but all the Frank Warren fights uh, uh, go, go going on. Uh, a lot of these fighters now. You guys like Callum Smith and uh, some other guys, and we'll go over um, some of these other, uh, you know, some of, the, some of these other fighters. These guys now are real household names to American boxing fans. You know, where in past years they were only kind of like myths. We read about them in magazines, maybe we see them on YouTube, but now some of these guys we we know are, are real legitimate uh, fighters. Yeah, um, that can only be a good thing. If we look at uh, the British boxing scene now, the two major flag bearers are Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury. But if we go underneath that, there are still Josh Warrington should be more celebrated than what he is. The guy's a world champ. He's a persistent, consistent world champ. Got really good wins over Lee Selby, Carl Frampton. You can never knock that. That is something special. So when we look at someone like him and... I've got to give a shout-out to his dad. His dad's good people. When we was at the show the other day, he was the one that dropped us back to the hotel. So, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, work, just working good people. And and he's an honest pro. When I mean, like, honest pro, here's a man that wasn't regarded as a big puncher. Here's a man that every fight was a hard fight because he, he had to go points. You know, like, you've got to fight him. You had to be fit. Uh, and now he's kind of coming into his own because he's whacking out guys now. So, yeah, Josh Warren's another guy that we don't really speak about that much. The person who I get riled with the most, I've known him since he's been a little kid, is Billy Joe Saunders because of the lack of inactivity for mm-hmm. somebody who has supreme skill of what he possesses. Billy Joe is something very, very special. I'm trying to tell you this now. Uh, I'd like to see Billy Joe get a big fight. Right, he's got um, um, his next fight up is against Martin Murray. No different to Martin Murray. Martin Murray is a guy that always comes to bring it, always is in condition. But Martin always, Murray's not in love with it. Always him. comes up a little short, just for whatever always reasons. Always. That's the thing. And I, I, but the thing about it is this. 
Billy Joe Saunders cannot afford to have a bad performance in that fight because still there's still the potentiality of a fight against Canelo because everyone's looking at right. the Canelo fight. So, you know, Billy Joe's got to go and do, go and do his stuff. But I like both guys. I know Mike Murray a long time. He's always a good guy. You mentioned uh, you mentioned Canelo. Let me ask you a little bit about that. Obviously, a couple of weeks ago, he was able to get out of his contract with Golden Boy in the zone. And you, you've been on both sides of it. You've been a fighter, and you've been a promoter and manager, and you've, like you said, done everything in the sport. What were your thoughts on that about him uh, getting out of his deal with Golden Boy in the zone? Yeah, but the thing about it is this: it's like this was nothing new. Somebody remotely not interested in boxing would have known something like this was going to happen because they've been going back and forth for, for ages on social media, right? So Correct. you got to know something wasn't right. And also, it's like, when you're at a pup going up through the ranks, you can hold your own, you can hold your own until you reach a certain stage in your career where you're thinking, bro, I don't need no one. I can do this myself. And let's be real. Canelo, who you got? we got 130 million Mexicans in the world, right? That's a lot of Mexicans. One in three watches Canelo when wow. he fights, mm -hmm. right? One in three. So that's like, what's that? 40 million Mexicans this guy fight? 45 million by, by my American math. Right. That's a lot of people, bro. <laughs> yeah. So does he, does he need Oscar de la Hoya? No, he doesn't. You know what I mean? He needs himself. And you know, he's going to follow suit as well. I guarantee you, that Ryan Garcia is going to jump bolt as well. Well, obviously, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about being that they're in the same camp, same man listen, managers. Listen, I know, fighters know. When fighters are in a, in a change room or you're working together and all the rest of it, that's where the real gossip goes at. He said, nah, man, you know what I mean? He'd be like, man, to hell with Oscar. Like, F Oscar. And I'm telling you, I bet you he goes next. Next year, you mentioned Tyson Fury. Um, Look, I don't know if he's going to fight December 5th. We're only a couple of weeks away, and they haven't even officially announced the fight. I guess maybe they really don't even have to because they're not like they're selling tickets to it or anything like that. But it seems uh, they could be, uh, he could be on a collision course with Anthony Joshua. What, what is going to happen in that? If that fight, went, if and when that fight gets announced, press conferences and the fight happens, England's going to be, be going to be a crazy place, isn't it? It would be, but I don't even think that fight would happen in England. I think it happened in Saudi Arabia. Um, oh, wait. That's what I believe, right? Uh, it was muted at the fight as the deal was being signed already, if you remember, a few months ago. Yep. That, that I think it was it, like... Uh, they agreed to all the financial stuff yeah, and they were yeah, ironing yeah, out yeah, all the details. Yeah. So, all, in, all, the, all those two guys got to do is just keep on, keep on winning and then fight each other. Uh, so, so you believe that fight's going to go? I mean, is it, let me ask you because I know you. I know you. Like I said, you have your finger on the pulse of everything. Is it something that you may or may not have heard about the Saudi Arabia? The, fight, the fight's going to happen. Definitely, it's going to happen. But I mean, uh, it's Joshua Saudi gets, Arabia. Jo yeah, Joshua gets past um, Pulev or somewhere in the Middle East anyway. Um, Joshua gets past Pulev, which I believe that he will do, right? And and Tyson Fury gets past. It was, was it Caballero, the, the former yeah, European Yeah, Caballero, yes. Yeah, Caballero, the former European champion, who's got very good movement. I saw when he beat Derek Chisora. He's got very, very good foot movement. But, you know, that won't be nothing for Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury can handle any style. He's a multifaceted performer. If you look at Tyson Fury, he, yeah. So it'd be, it'd be interesting to see who he gets to fight. 
but I mean, uh, Caballero was the, the name that's being boot, mooted around. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. You mentioned you mentioned Ryan Garcia a few minutes ago. Uh, your countryman, uh, Luke Campbell, that fight was supposed to happen in a couple weeks. It p- could be pushed back only a couple other weeks. Does, uh, does, uh, does Luke have a shot in that fight, in your opinion? Of course he does. Listen to me. There's a lot of hype about this kid, right? I still see drastic mistakes in what he does when he's fighting. You know what I mean? He lets off his hands. He's very open to, he's susceptible to left hooks. Uh, Luke Campbell's a very, very... I remember covering his fight when he boxed uh, John John Nevin for the bantamweight mm-hmm. gold medalist, gold, gold medal final uh, in 2012 Olympics. I, I covered that fight uh, for BBC Sports. So, you watch... Luke Campbell's a very, very good fighter, right? Sometimes his mind is not being in tune, but I think they... And, I, and also, I thought that he gave Lomachenko an incredible run and... And the scorecards were not as wide as the judges put it out to tell you the honest truth. So I think he's got a hell of a chance against uh, Ryan Garcia. But Ryan Garcia ain't fought nobody. Here's a man, Luke Campbell. He's been in there. He's been knowing when he got his loss against Mendy. Uh, Ryan, he, 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 he's been in proper fights. He put a hell of a performance uh, when he fought Hogan Alaris. He left that ring thinking that he won that fight. He fought very well against Lomachenko. Still took the fight. And it's sad because Hogan and Laris don't get the respect they should be getting. Because Hogan and Laris is an excellent fighter. I remember when it was mooted that that Ryan Garcia was meant to fight Hogan Hogan and Laris. And in my head, I was thinking, are they crazy to put him in with with Laris? Are they mad? So um, I do think. Um, Garcia's a good fighter, but he just ain't for no one. So, how can we gauge what he's done from what he hasn't done? Let's stick with the lightweight division uh, here in the United States. Uh, about a month ago, uh, Teofimo Lopez uh, defeated Vasily Lomachenko or Vasily Lomachenko to basically become the undisputed uh, lightweight champion of the world. Uh, star making performance, and obviously, this is sport where we need stars. He's got a great personality, him and his dad. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Teofimo? Good fire, very good fire. I mean, very, very good fire. Very brave, uh, very confident fire. Um, especially the fact, like, and he believes in it, he believes in it, himself and his ability for the mere fact that he could go out there and stamp the authority like that on Lomachenko in the way that he did. We got to get that kid all the credit in the world. And on top of that, like, he, he's, he, he did everything that he was going to say he's going to do. So props to him and his dad. You know what I mean? And Joey Gamachi as well. Props to those guys, man. So uh, you, you see him, obviously, you mentioned Garcia's got some flaws. Luke Campbell, you know, I, is, I'm just reading between you're saying, is extremely live in that fight. Devin Haney just came off his fight last week with Gamboa, a fight that not many uh, of the critics really enjoyed uh, from Haney, uh, uh, that uh, he let Gamboa kind of hang around and, and go 12 rounds. What are your thoughts of Devin Haney? Devin Haney? Yeah. How old is Devin Haney? 21 years old. Mm-hmm. Turn pro, what, 15, 16? I think 16 or 17 in Mexico. Right, right, yeah, right. Mm. How can we, how can we say, he, he turned pro 2015. So, you know, so he must have been, yeah, he's 16 years old. How can mm-hmm. we knock, how can you knock a man for, for uh, doing what he's done, even though he's been given a, a, a alphabet title, 
because we know at the time there, uh, Lomachenko was elevated to franchise champion. So I'm not even knocking that. Whatever, that yeah. doesn't matter. Right? Um, from sound people who I know around him, he actually went into that fight injured. I'm not making excuses for Devin Haney. Uh, it's just very, very difficult to to get overexcited over his performance when we saw what Tank did um, to Leo Santa Cruz and what Teofimo just did to Lomachenko. So mm -hmm. when, if you measure it like that, then we can't get really hyped over it. We can't say, oh my God, like, no. If it was like, if, if there was no pandemic, if, if, if there was crowds in, in the arena and stuff like that, they would have said, yeah, you want to shout out. And, you know, we wouldn't be, we wouldn't be as critical as we are today. But it's because we're, we're assessing his performance compared to and in conjunction with the two fights that happened previous to his fight. So if we judge it by that, then it wasn't a good performance. But if we judge it by here's a kid that defended his world title, he's only 21 years old, then it was a it was a sound performance and and he can build from that. So that's how I've got to take it. If you were to put stock in one of those young fighters, uh, who, 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 who are we talking about most between Haney, Garcia, and Tiafimo in the next four or five years? Um, the name that you missed out. Uh-oh. And the name that you missed out is, is Stevenson. I think that Stevenson's going to be the guy that we're going yeah, well, he to. He said 130. Maybe I should have included he's, him. Yeah, no, but he, he, he's going he's to move up. I think he's, he's the guy. 35 and probably 40. Yeah, maybe match out of 47. I think he's the guy that we're going to be talking about. But you know what? I have to give props to uh, the the way that Tank boxed the other day because he got down to 130. I've got to give more credit. And I, forget, and I forgot Davis in that. How, how can I forget yeah, that? Dave, <laughs> Davis is, is – I was very, very impressed with him because I think, like, discipline has been a key factor for that young man, but he showed us discipline. But the mere fact that he could get down to 130 mm -hmm. and how that knockout was horrid. It was a horrid knockout, horrid knockout. So I think I think Haynes in it in uh, sorry Davis, Davis is in it as well, um, and you never I, you know what you 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 don't know because it's a kind of pick'em, but for right now for the performance and the self belief that the guy possessed, Teofimo Lopez has got to be the, the 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 major one because he actually beat a powerful pound a powerful pound number alleged powerful pound number one. Well, you know, I mean, just by talking about these guys, and they're all still so young, 21, 22, 23 years old, seems like the sport, at least in America, around the 30, 135, 40, 47, some of the more glamour divisions, it's in good shape for the next couple of years if these guys, you know, especially if these, these guys start fighting each other. Of course, listen, it's, it's excellent. Um, it would be crazy not to think that it's not excellent. It's, it's absolutely excellent right now. And it's it's bringing back like the old days where where like we got more world champions, but it's like now the guys can fight each other. So it's it's a, it's a great time. Let's uh, get back to some of the things that you're doing. Obviously, now you're commentating over with MTK Global, uh, just a, a tremendous organization who's signing so many great fighters. You know, they just signed even Virgil Ortiz here the other day. In America, they start they're starting to you know, sign some good American talent as well. Uh, to talk about that, you know, and, and what you're doing with them. Uh, obviously, these shows here are being uh, 
streamed live in the United States, and uh, it's good exposure even for the fighters that um, fought on the card the other day. Maybe not big names in the United States, but the platform that they that they're getting on uh, ESPN Plus here really uh, starts to build their name. It does, and it's a it's a it's a very good tie up for MTK to be working in conjunction with top ranking ESPN Plus. Um, and it was very, it was very, I was very fortunate to to get the call up, and they said, "Like Spence, we'd like you to 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 come on board and and do round by round analytical work for us." And I was like very very happy to go and do so, um, especially like after my contract not being renewed with Sky, and I remember Johnny Nelson, a former um, WWE cruiserweight champion, who held the title for seven and a half years, right. It's, uh, Britain's second longest reigning world champion. Johnny was saying, Spence, get picked up. Don't worry about that because you know too much about the game. You know what I mean? You're going to get picked up. And I was just cool because with MTK Global, I actually run their foundation, which is their charity arm. So I've been doing that for like two, three years, like helping communities, helping helping uh, people with uh, ailments and and physical disabilities and stuff like that. So I've been doing that. We got and we raise money for them and we help out kids in the community and stuff like that. Right. So I've been doing that for a hot minute. But everybody knows the 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 charity stuff I, which if you know me you know I love the charity stuff. But I'm a boxing person through and through. Mm-hmm. And whereas boxing is so fragmented now and all the rest of it. You know I mean managing or promoting or training guys is very, very hard. But you know what? To be ahead of a of a foundation, and and running that is way way harder. I guarantee. I tell you that now for nothing because I've done uh, um, the the other the the other occupations before. So that, but now to go back and start calling fights, it has it's brought back my passion on another level because not only that, but I'm doing it for MTK Global that has helped people that I know or who I've referred to. I've referred certain people over. And they've, they've, they've gone and helped. They've helped so many ex-fighters that know prior to me joining them. But being feeling hard times and, you know, certain fighters who couldn't pay their mortgage and they paid off their mortgage for them or all these kind of things or save people from using their houses. People end up in hospital. Ex-fighters end up in hospital who haven't got any money, but they they will come and, 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 and write out checks for them. So when you know all these kind of things, now that I'm calling the fights for them, it's like every time that I have is that yesterday, like since they gave my contract um, two days ago, my third time being on ESPN Plus and for MTK Global. So there's there's more of a sense of um, uh, what's the word allegiance because they do treat me like family. So because of that, you want to do you want to go you go that extra mile for them because they they have gone the extra mile for me, or also not just for me, but for people who know me. So because of that, you just want to give out your best when you're on there. That's why straight away we said, oh, I'm watching right now. And what I said, I said, well, how, how am I doing? Because I want I want the best me to come out. And I I, I, uh, I value your opinion, um, Mark. I do. I value it. I, well, I appreciate that. Obviously, I, you know, just talking to you over the years, I know, you know, what, what I said at the beginning, you really have your finger on the pulse, not only in England, but like I said, the, it, one thing that struck me when we were in Vegas, I remember, I remember this like it was yesterday. You asked me if I wanted to go to the barber shop with you while we're at the hotel. I'm, I'm saying to myself, "What the? Why didn't we go to the barber shop?" And you told me that's where you find out a lot of the information. Is is at the barber shop? If you recall that, what? 
the barbershop um, globally for, 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 for black people, the barbershop is the place. And if you could, and you know what, if it's a good barbershop, because okay. you've got the barbers. If the barber's got a good haircut, then you're going to be safe. It's almost, it's almost like the, the, the scene in Coming to America with Eddie Murphy when they're arguing about Joe Lewis and Rocky Marciano in, in, in there. So that it, when, after I saw that movie, I got it. I understood. I understood what uh, what what you meant when 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 you were telling me that. It, I know it's, it's 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 a weird fact, but I got one. I got a weird memory like that for some reason. So, um, well, anything else? You work with MTK Global. We're talking about they so many good fighters. Is there a fighter or two that's under the radar that that they are working with that maybe you're going to tell me in two years? Watch out for this kid. There's, you know what? There's there's quite a few. There's quite a few kids who they got. There's quite a few, but the, the kid that really impressed me is the kid that boxed boxed the other day. Uh, Paddy Donovan. Yes. He's with top rank as well. That kid, 21 years old. You know what I mean? Watch, watch a lot of Hector Camacho, watch a lot of Pernod Whitaker. That kid is going to do things. Remember, I'm telling you. So that's the great thing about this. This video will stay on forever. So when it does, we'll just pull it right back up and you can say, I told you so on November 13, 2020 at 3.40 p.m. in the United States. That kid's going to do something, man. Good, good fire. So that's that, that's the that, guy to keep your eye on. Yeah. All right, well, There's another kid who boxed on the, on the show the other day, Lord Edmondson. I was pretty impressed with him. Uh, uh, Billy Joe Saunders managed his name. I, I yes. was pretty impressed with that Edmondson kid as well. Was he, uh, oh. Liam Edmondson, I, I like the look of him. So uh, I guess uh, we'll, I guess we'll leave it at there. Well, I'm going to have you on from time to time. I'm going to be doing some roundtable conversations. Bring on three, four reporters. Get you involved with it, so we can, uh, you know, maybe get your like, get get your point of view, and uh, obviously, uh, you know, get your face. You know that. What's that? My winning point, my winning point is to speak about history. Right. Uh, uh, that is why I love doing. I like. Uh, regurgitating old legends so they don't die. Well, you, well, you already dropped Lloyd Hunnigan in this conversation, so, so that, 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 there's nothing wrong with that's that. Recent. That's old. Eight, well, 86, it's 34 years ago. That's last week, bro. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get you on from time to time. Uh, where do we find you on social media? If any of the fans want to drop you a line. Yeah, you want to talk to me, it's quite simple. You get me on... Uh, yeah, you can get me on Instagram. It's master underscore knowledge. Um, it's Spencer Ferrell on Twitter, Spencer Ferrell on Facebook. And I'm very, very interactive. I interact with anybody. So I'll speak to anyone. So if you're speaking boxing, even more so, because we do really good debates. And you can get me weekly on the Fight is Right podcast myself and Baba Tundi Ajayi. And yeah, so that's what we do, man. So it's all it's a blessing. And it's even more of a blessing to speak to my old pal Mark. You know what I mean? Because People don't know how far that like, me this guy going back. He's a good guy, Wrong time. guy, and it's like he's got a blue horizon in, in Philadelphia, and we got wow. Bethnal Green in London. So what I'm trying to say is like we got to make a merge between the two. I think we've just well, done that today. Well, well, the blue horizon is since uh, Abraham boxing. Abraham's boxing. The blue horizon has since has since uh, gone out of business, and it's it's a shame what's happened to the building. It's like rat infested. It's just been sitting there for about 10 years now. So uh, 
not 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 a good thing. But we'll we'll get more into that. Spencer, thank you for a few minutes. So one one last question: Are you gonna be up? Are you gonna be up at five o'clock in the morning on Sunday watching the fight? Yes, I am. There's a trooper. See, we're lucky when we have your British fights on. They're on at two, three in the afternoon. It's great. So uh, you went up to stay yeah. up, and then yeah. and then you. But you guys have to get up till. I'm just I'm just glad that the fights are on. So yeah, I hear you. What well, one uh, more thing? We'll let you go. You uh, start. You know, you, the broadcaster in these empty studios. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on it? Um. You know what? I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of I don't mind it for myself. I don't mind it, you know, because I can get some. You know what happens is this: is like when you have a, a a popular name, like you go to the fights and everyone wants to talk to you and wants to take selfies. I'm not knocking that. I'm I'm really grateful that people do want to take selfies with you and stuff, right? But yeah. you don't really get to see the fights, so then everybody wants to pick your brains, and then someone wants to challenge you. Oh, I think I've got more knowledge than you. I get all this all the time, right? Yeah. Now that we have them like that, I can actually concentrate on the fights. And plus, because I'm going there on a working capacity, um, more so, I'm more, even more so focused on the fights that are at hand. So I'm not, you know, I'm not really taken aback. I can actually concentrate on the fights. And plus, it means a hell of a lot to me that, it's, what's it, 7 million people got? Got the ESPN Plus. Actually, something just came out yesterday where it's like 10 million. uh, Listen, 10 million have got, right. So, so even, even off of the back of that, even if like 1%, right? Even if it's 1%, that's 100,000. 100,000 people, right? And I know by the numbers that they have on YouTube because they do it in conjunction with IFL, I think. That was on 170,000 that were watching. So, and I percent because I know in America they got a lot. We got loads more stage states out there, and it goes out across all of America. So I'm thinking the numbers will be pretty high because people just want to watch boxing and coming up early as well. So you just jump in your app. So I'm really, really grateful to be on that platform because you got some really good guys there, like guys like Timothy Bradley, like Andre Ward. You know, me one of the greatest ever. Timothy Bradley's one of the top men ever to go and do it. I'm a big ringside for his fight. I actually sat with Timothy Bradley's mother when he beat Junior Wilt to become world champion. So, like I said, what was that? Two, what was that? What was that? 2009? Right, so... I think so, yeah. Yeah, 2009. So, like I said, so to build a platform that has these great men speaking about boxing, right, I, I, I know I couldn't fight as good as those guys, but I know that I can out-talk them. <laughs> well, there we go, Spencer Fioran. Thank you for. Uh, man, we always did about forty minutes here uh, uh, of your time. Uh, now it's a Friday night. When you get back to your family and uh, enjoy your enjoy enjoy your night, enjoy your weekend, and uh, set the alarm clock for Sunday morning about about three four a.m. And uh, you'll I'm, I'm up. I'm up. I'm up at that time anyway. So don't worry. Uh, about it. Well, you're 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 a better man. Actually, I'm going to sleep at that time. So. Uh, <laughs> have a good day and, and or good night for you, and and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks for having me on the show, man. Thank Everyone, you. Don't stop always tuning to Abraham Boxing. There you go. I, I should I should I should hire you to do my commercials now too. So yeah, for real. I don't think you can afford me, but you know, my ESPN. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know the meter is running on this on this interview, so I'll talk to you soon. All right, brother. Take care. God bless.